Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you. Speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S, group.com. Let's go get your money. Welcome to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast, where we empower women to connect authentically, build strategically, and live life unapologetically AF. It's time for women to embrace that they are powerful at their core and to leverage their expertise, resources, and relationships to build their business, their brand, and their badassery. I'm your host, Kelly Charles Collins, and we invite you to subscribe to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. Our episodes drop every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. So listen, enjoy, share, and subscribe. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. And today I have a really interesting guest with me. And I'm going to say this now, if your ears are sensitive and you don't like profanity, we're going to be saying some profanity on this show today. And it's not just because we want to curse. It's because this is part of uh, her brand. And so I just wanted to give you that heads up. All right, but so let's get into it. Gianni Biscontini is a board certified behavior on behavior analyst who challenges women to overcome narratives and fight for their rights to live interesting and authentic lives outside boxes created by society. Her work as a keynote speaker, lifestyle design and leadership coach and writer has gained national attention in publications such as Forbes and has reached podcast audiences in over 100 countries. So we're I'm so glad that she's here with our audience. Prior to publishing Fuckless, a guide to wild unencumbered freedom, Biscantini found Gianna, founded the innovative employee well-being agency Workwell. The loves of her life include world travel, and she has been to 42 countries and counting. So that's an amazing feat. Um, her rescue Franklin, uh, Joshua Tree Coffee, lighting up a stage, hosting friends at her restored 1931 cottage, and spending time in nature. Gianni, thank, Gianna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so I already warned them. And, <laughs> you know, we can't say it and then just be like, oh, okay, that's not here. We're going to address the elephant in the room. So you have a book called Fuckless. And I want y'all to know that it's not an instruction, it's an attitude. Right. So, <laughs> Gianna, tell us about this book. Like, be, let's start with the title because it is a very provocative title, right? For some people. And some people would be afraid to even say, oh my gosh, I'm going to name my book this. So, let's talk about that because I know that that leads into like what this entire book is about. Absolutely. So um, I this book started off as a journal entry, to be honest. Um, I had 
had writing projects and, and books before with colleagues, um, but I really just sat down one day and started writing, um, just instigated by things that I was noticing um, about how women are treated and from some of my own personal experiences. And uh, as I was writing the book, I started thinking about obviously the title and that word <laughs> fuckless just kept coming to mind. And I, I, you know, put the manuscript together and titled it and shopped it around at publishers and everyone, the publishers loved the book, um, but kept saying, no, we can't, we have to change the title. And to be honest, my first reaction was, oh, okay, you don't like it. I'll just change it then. And then I realized that flies 100% in the face of this book. Um, there are men out there writing books with fuck in the title yeah. it's because I'm cute and little and I'm just supposed to not curse and, or because I'm an academic. Am I supposed to be a certain way? And so that was just one other fuck I think that we're giving uh, to women these days. So I try to think of, of new words, of new titles, but every time that word just came back to me, this, this freedom, this sovereignty, this agency over our own lives. It's just fuckless. And it's not, it can be as aggressive or as graceful as you want it to be. It is yours own, but that's what it is. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, so, so many times as women, we have like, you know, you came up with this, like you thought about it and you're like, no, this is, I am comfortable with this. And then we go into spaces and people who are not comfortable or who are want us to do something different, they cause us to change our minds. And if we are not able to stand in our own power and say, no, this is, this is what it is and we're going to go with it, then we so often get taken down somebody else's path. And I know this, you know, you talk about that, you have this whole, you know, checklist that you go through and, and, um, that you talk about, like, you know, how do you operate in certain situations? So talk about what is in this book. Like, why should people buy this book? What is it about? And how is it that, you know, basically I just give a fuck less, right? Is how does that empower women? So it's funny because I will say probably 30% of sales have been men. Um, it is so well received because I think, you know, when you go through the marketing process, they're like, no, you have to niche down the book. And while there are flames on the cover and it's very, it's, you know, flies in the face of a, a pink, as you can see in the background, you're a pink lover and, and there's a woman on the cover. Um, I really wanted the book to be for anyone. Mm -hmm. I am a behavior analyst, right? And so I'm really well versed in why we do what we do and how our environments shape us. And so people need to buy this book because it's such a, it's just like the zeitgeist of our time right now. I think we're coming out of the pandemic. A lot of us have been alone with ourselves, alone with our families, cooped up in our houses. We're getting out in the world. And if you want to reemerge as you 2.0, this can really help, I think. Um, we were in a really scary time when we didn't know what, what was going on with the pandemic. Now it's this great resignation and things are still kind of all over the place. And at least for me, the feedback that I'm getting is I've needed this for my whole life, but especially right now. Um, I just think it takes a different look at where these you know, fucks are really beliefs, expectations, um, fears from other people, and they're not yours. And so when we're children, we, we need to social reference. We look around and say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm seven. And so whatever, what's everybody else doing? 
but then you grow up and you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you go, oh shit, none of this is true for me, or this isn't true for me. And it's hard to drop because someone who loves you very much probably gave you that belief of women are supposed to be small, women are supposed to be dependent, women are supposed to be chosen. And you just kind of smile and nod and you look around and they don't really feel true for you, but everybody's behaving as though they're true and rewarding you based on that behavior. And so our behavior follows where the, where the rewards are. Um, and so we, we act to be chosen and we dim our light and we shut our mouths and we're as small as we possibly can be without upsetting other people. You know, I, the first thing that my mom said to me about this book is how do you think men are going to feel? And I was like, exactly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for proving my point. We, we, we live in these glass boxes. Right. And I will say, I've heard from a lot of men on this too. Men aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to want to spend time with their, you know, partners and their kids over their, you know, drinks with the boss. And so I just think honestly, after all this time, the last couple of years, everybody just wants to be left the fuck alone (laughs) to go be who they are and to just live from the inside out. And I think a lot of our societal upheaval is based upon the fact that we, we don't live that way. Yeah. There has been such an awakening, I think in people, right. We had to spend a lot of time um, with ourselves. We had to spend a lot of time with our families, you know, probably people, some of us that didn't, you know, some people didn't want to spend that much time <laughs> around other people. But I think what it did, you know, as horrible as the situation was, I did, I do think it gave so many of us the opportunity to, to sit quietly and reflect, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, as you just said, in talk, thinking about, you know, I believe this about myself, but why? where did that come from? Like who said that? And why do I believe that? And how has this belief been holding me back my entire life, right? And before the pandemic, when we were just being able to be out and about and doing things and just putting things off and just like, you know, going through the motions, we weren't really taking a lot of time to really sit back and think about those things. And, you know, in the moment you're when you're when you have that time you're just like no like <laughs> like no right <laughs> like hell no right and so being able to really you know have the time to to say no i i'm going to do i'm going to do something different right i am going to really step into to who I am. And one of the things that you talk about is like living this whole life of fulfillment and health and abundance and how that really starts from within. And it's funny because when I talk about, um, you know, with my branding clients about building their personal brands and I talk to them about building it from the inside out. So many of the things that we've built, we build based on what other people think. So talk about, talk about that, Gianna, when you, when you're thinking about like from the inside out and having this life of fulfillment and health and, and abundance, how does like giving a fuck less, you know, help really to do that? You know, first, um, I started with this mini breakdown of, oh my goodness, my entire identity and my entire self-worth is predicated upon the things that I achieve and receive monetary value for. Um, And that made me really, really sad. 
And that was the first beginning of the fucks that I started dropping because it made me realize that while I was running in one direction, it wasn't actually making me happy. And I've had celebrity clients who aren't happy, any happier than anybody else. And they've got all the money and all the fame. And so it's really that, that icky, awkward, inauthentic feeling that we get where it doesn't fit for us, but we're shoving ourselves into that role and looking around and saying, well, what does everybody else want me to do? But then we kind of trend towards the middle and we all end up doing and saying the same things and, and, and just really acting for other people instead of saying, Hey, I'm going to fly my freak flag. This is who I am. I have, you know, purple hair and a nose piercing, or I'm uh, openly bi, or I am going to be single for the rest of my life and not have children as a woman or do these, you know, aberrant things. Um, it makes us more attractive. Um, and I don't mean sexually attractive. I mean, people going, oh, you're giving me permission to be, to show my weird and to show my freak flag and to show who I am. And that is, that is just way more effective from a business and branding standpoint, but also from an abundance health happiness standpoint, because at the end of the day, you're living from the inside out and you're attracting people that love and respect and are attracted to that version of you, um, which is so much more fulfilling. And so, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of coaching and life design and leadership clients on that um, of we are so, especially social media, right? We are in constant discrimination and comparison. And we are just constantly in this low vibration, like scarcity mindset. And from what we know about neuroscience, um, that's probably the worst thing for us. It causes a lot of stress. We get cognitively cloudy. So when you take a, a business approach, a behavioral approach, a health approach, this is really the best way to live life. Yeah. And it's so much easier to be authentically you, right? Because you don't have to remember anything. You don't have to remember the lie that you told. You don't have to remember like, oh gosh, what did I say about that? Or "Mm, I don't remember how I, I told them this story, right? When you are just living and breathing and showing up authentically as you, that is, <laughs> that is like stress-free living, right? So when you talk about like the joy and the abundance, and you even said something just now when you said, you know, letting your um, freak flag fly and, you know, but you also said, you know, people may think of this as abhorrent, right? That we're doing these things. And that that's also a kind of interesting um, thing that, being yourself and being authentically you and being quirky and being loud and being boisterous and, or being quiet or whatever it is that, that for, you know, I talk about being unapologetic AF, that thing is so um, interesting and, and kind of a conundrum that people find that to be abhorrent, like, oh my gosh, like, how could you do that? Right. When it's like, but I'm just being me, right. Imagine if everybody was just them. Well, and it's funny when I, I I was in graduate school when I was 25 in DC and I was so excited because I had been through college and, you know, you work really hard on who you are and you take the classes you want to take and you're like, I'm an adult now. And I went to DC and I started entering the workforce in graduate school and I started looking around and I was like, is this it? Is everybody's in a gray suit running a rat race and, and using things like move the needle. And I mean, all of these really corporate terms. And I was like, 
but we go to college to, you know, to become ourselves. And we, we go through our teens and our twenties to, to figure out who we are. And then we are like, here I am. And the world's like, nope. And kind of like smacks you back down. And it's trying to keep us in this straight line. And, but at the same time, we'll talk about innovation and creativity and diversity and how great it is for business and for health. And it is. But when we look at our actual practices and behavior, anything that deviates from the norm is considered, um, you know, we fear things that we don't understand. And mm-hmm. so instead of saying, wow, tell me more about that. I don't know anything about the trans community, or I don't know anything about people who were born in Kenya or, you know, any, any of these differences that we have, um, we just say, oh, that's great. Great. That's great that you're different, but fit in this box. Right. Um, and, and the, that's where we start to kill business and and health and really our lives, right? Nobody is on their deathbed saying, I wish I was just more like everybody else. (laughs) I wish I just did it everybody else's way. I wish I just sacrificed more for things I didn't care about, right? And so in my book, I go over this deathbed mentality. It's a lot less morbid than it sounds, but it really puts you in that perspective to say, now that you understand that your time is limited, Mm-hmm. Can you give less fucks in your life? Like go be wild, like wild unencumbered, right? That's in that tagline. It's just the greatest feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of us, that's our zone of genius. That. Yeah. When, Cause when you are, when you operate in that freedom, you're unstoppable, right? Because when you are operating under what people believe about you, um, what people think about you, what people say that you should do, the box that they put you in, you are so constrained that you cannot freely live and think and breathe and just live. You know, I always talk about people say live up to your potential, but I always talk about living beyond your potential. And when you, when you drop all those fucks, <laughs> right, when you just drop them one by one, you just got to think about like, I got to drop these, right? These don't belong to me. I have got to get these out of my life. You will be amazed at the clearing. You know, the other day I did a post on social media and I said, you know, what a gift that clarity is, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> to have that amazing gift. Because I know for me, like when I am unclear, when I am uncertain, like the world is just like a hot mess. And the minute, (laughs) the minute I get clear and I release, right? Because I I think a lot of times why we're unclear is not because people think that, you know, they have a lack of confidence. No, you have a lack of certainty, right? And the reason that we oftentimes have a lack of certainty is because we're given a fuck about what everybody else is thinking. What if I do this? What are they going to say? Oh my gosh, but I went to law school. Now I can't, you know, I can't go start a wedding and event planning business, which is what I did, right? <laughs> After practicing law for many years, right? Or, you know, oh my gosh, I just got fired, you know, you know, what are people, we, we take all of this on. And so all of that then translates for us to think, oh, I, I don't have confidence. Now you have certainty because you're taking on other people's BS, right? You're taking on all of their stuff. But and so, right. And, and Gianna, you talk about, you know, when it's time for you to, you know, because we're saying to you, like, give a fuck less, right? Drop all these fucks. But people are like, that's nice. that's really nice but how am I gonna do that so what are some you know because some people really do want to do it because it it is absolutely freeing um but they're afraid or or they're afraid and they they don't even know how to begin so what would you tell them 
Uh, for, at first, I say this in the book, um, make sure it's a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to be able to withstand temporary discomfort because you have been on the same automaticity hamster wheel for probably years or decades doing the same thing. Um, and change is uncomfortable. It, it just is. We also, I think in the West, don't deal with discomfort very well. It's, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shop too much. I'm going to eat too much. I'm going to drink too much. I'm going to overstimulate myself and distract me um, from this discomfort. And so first I would say, make sure it's a good time. Second, I would say, prepare yourself for being uncomfortable. It doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It means you're doing a different thing. Um, third, I would say move very slowly through the book. The book is constructed to be able to be picked up and put down throughout your life. And so if you read through the intro and you're like, oh, this is a cute book and she's got all these stories and like, wow, yes, yes, yes. And I love this book. And you hit that first fuck, be small. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is intense. And you get to that end of that first chapter to do the work. Stop, right? You don't need to blow through all these fucks because it's too overwhelming. And what do you do? What do humans do when we're overwhelmed, right? It's an aversive stimulus and we run away and we avoid it. And so I don't want that. And so I constructed the book to be taken in pieces. And so I think that's a really good thing to know too, going into the book and this work to say, I don't need to do all this at once and I can piecemeal it. If you get through be small and you're like, yeah, I don't really deal with that. Go, you know, keep going and, and see what resonates with you. Um, I would also say, have a have the expectation that there will be some forgiveness involved it's really easy you know if somebody on the street is like hey you should be seen and not heard you know pretty girl get out of my way it's really easy to just blow it off right when you realize that these stories come from people that love you and that they were wrong or that they were wrong about what was right for you it's really hard to let it go because you're almost saying well my mom was wrong about that or my dad was wrong about that or that professor that really thought she was helping me, gave me this belief that was really hers, right? Humans are kind of shitty at taking other people's perspectives. And so there is some forgiveness involved to say, hey, I love you for trying to help. That worked for you. It is, it's not mine, right? Um, and so those are some really good starting points to start progressing throughout the book. And I would think that we also have to be prepared for blowback right? Because yep. people don't like when you evolve. Some people don't like when you evolve and grow. So talk about that. So it is called an extinction burst. There's actually a name for this in behavioral science. Essentially, you're changing the rules and it pisses people off. Mm. It doesn't mean, again, doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It means you're changing the rules and other people are um, not necessarily affected by it, but they act like they're affected by it. So, you know, if you and I have been friends for 10 years and I'm kind of treating you like a doormat and you start to build a boundary and say, well, you know, my friend makes me feel like I can't speak up or speak my mind around her. And one day you say, you know what? Um, I actually am going to disagree with you on that or no, thank you. Or you, you build some sort of kind boundary. It's like, what? You know, right. I can't go and do it. I have a learning history of years of you just taking my shit or just letting, saying, oh, she's just my friend, it's fine. You know, you change the rules. And so I do not make any guarantees in behavior except for this. Things will get worse before they get better. Not with everyone, but you will make, I, I say this in the book, this process is uncomfortable. It will make you uncomfortable. It will make other people uncomfortable. It will also be one of the most freeing, liberating experiences of your life. And it will set you up for skills that you can use 
forever. So when people start to have that extinction burst, um, their behavior will get more intense. They can get pretty angry. They can start to blow back at you. Um, that's a really good, I actually have a downloadable on my website for this to kind of zip up and become resistant to that. I have you get right with yourself first. So you can go out more rooted and more confident when you do get that blowback for changing the rules about your own life, which you are allowed to do. Um, I have probably 60 scripts. It's, yeah, it's actually really good. I was looking at it is it is a really good, <laughs> well, it is a really good script because you you sometimes just like you, you just don't even know what to say. But when you read them, you're like, oh yeah, I get that. And what they are is like um it it's almost like a prompt, right? And then fill in the blank, right? So you fill in the blank with your thing. So it it's really good. You know, we talk about people so with the extension burst, but there's also people who are gonna be like, finally. <laughs> right. Like, where do I have been waiting for you to like find this part, like find yourself. Right. And so, you know, it, it is just, it's such a freeing experience, like, as you talked about. And it's something that we really, really need to do. And when, when I saw your, um, your bio and everything and I, I started to research you, I was like, I love her. <laughs> I just, I love her because she thinks a lot like me, you know, you're talking about this whole thing about, you know, so as we're talking about, like, you know, we have to, we have to do these shifts and we have to drop these fucks and, and the whole point. And when I saw this on your site, I was like, oh, she's my girl. She's definitely my girl. Cause you said life is not linear. Mm -hmm. This is something I say all the time. It's in my book, Unapologetic AF, 34 Ways to Unleash Your Inner Badass, because life isn't linear, right? And so even though we have been going on a path, right, and we've been going, and everybody says, you know, like we all go to college and get a good degree and get a good job and then get married and then have children. Well, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way for me and I'm fine, right? <laughs> so sometimes you have to take the detours. So for me, I always think about it as like, you know, there's a pothole, there's a U-turn, there's, you know, the detour. For you, when you say life is not linear, what do you mean by that? That we need to embrace the plot twists. Uh, to me, my goal has always been to live an interesting life, not a perfect one. Um, and so I've been married, I've been divorced. I mean, I didn't get married until I was almost 35, got divorced years later. I've traveled. I now, you know, I'm a single female homeowner. I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. It's me and my dog. Thank you. And my book and my companies. And so, you know, I think when I, what I mean when I say life is not linear is that just that life isn't linear. Things happen that are outside of our control, but also I think we get on the automaticity of, you know, you go to high school and then you go to college, you know, everything that you were just yeah. on this trajectory. Um, but, but life is not a straight line. And I think that if we treat our, our lives, that it's supposed to be a straight line, a lot of discomfort comes from that. A lot of tunnel vision comes from that. And we don't see all the other people we could be dating or jobs we could be taking or opportunities. And, and that's also difficult because then you have this paradox of choice when there are so many, you know, so many options. And then you're like, well, that looks interesting. And what if I start a shoe company and oh, I should go on a safari, you know, and you're, you know, you're everywhere. Um, it, it can be really overwhelming. And so to me, life has always been about um, getting broader and then getting more narrow and getting more broad and getting more narrow and just being flexible um, 
with the things that come and listening to our bodies. I think that we, one of the most upsetting things that I realized when I was writing the book was how often we take women off of their intuition. Mm. And it's like, well, I'm feeling, and it's, we're gaslit. We're told we're being dramatic. We're being ridiculous. Just go back to, you know, whatever. And women are like, okay, well, that doesn't feel good. Then don't do it. Right. Um, female intuition is a thing and trusting that body wisdom, I think is really, really important. So to me, uh, life is just a lot more interesting. Again, the deathbed thing, right? Hey, congratulations. You did it exactly what everybody else has done. You're right. Like, Man, I didn't really want that, you know, <laughs> and right now, you know, we were talking about the pandemic and the shifts that have been happening and really a lot of shifts for women, right. Um, especially women entrepreneurs, what would you say, Gianna, why would you say like now is the time for people to really, and women, especially to really embrace, um, change. Because if not now, when, if we cannot use, I think that times of chaos and change are times for more change and chaos, right? You got to run into that burning building and be like, all right, fuck it. Well, I'm going <laughs> to like revamp, right? And just like 2.0 and I'm going to change my perspective and run experiments on my own life and be wild and woo, like free and just, you know, run through life and have fun and joy. Um, if after the Trump years and the pandemic and our, you know, global issues and war and Black Lives Matter and Me Too and like all of these things that have just like come at us in these last couple of years, it's like the universe is just kind of shaking us like, hello, <laughs> wake up. And so if we can't shift our own lives as individuals now, we're probably not going to. Yeah. Um, and that, that's not to induce fear or to stress anybody out. Mm -hmm. I still believe that you can change your life anytime that you want, but with this new perspective and with all these shifts, I think it's a great time to, to finally just drop all of this and say, I have however many months, years, decades left in my life. I want to live it this way. Yeah. And in, and in this time, you know, for those who have any fear around it, you probably won't seem as disruptive, right? Because everybody's like, oh, pandemic babies. And, <laughs> you know, everything's just different now. Everybody's different. Things are different. And people are expecting you to shift. People are expecting there to be some type of disruption. So I agree with you that I think now is like the best time ever to, to really just sit back and say, you know what? This is about me. And I am going to come out as my true, for me, unapologetic AF self, like it, don't like it, doesn't matter, but this is who I am and this is who I want to be in the world. And so I, you know, I love that you wrote this book. I love that not only did you write the book to talk about, you know, how to empower women and, but you give them examples and you give them a roadmap for navigating because it's one thing for us to say, go do it. It's one thing for us to say, yeah, it's now is the best time to make the change and, you know, be disruptive and don't give a fuck and, and, you know, do all that. And there are women, you know, like me, like you who like, yeah, we can take that on and we can go with it. And then there are others, you know, of our sisters who 
would love to, but don't, don't know, they don't have the tools. And so, you know, I love that in this book and in the um, PDF that you have, that you actually give us the tools to be able to do that. So I'm so glad that we got to have this amazing conversation. And I want, um, we've been talking about your book. We've been talking about the PDF. I want women to know how they can um, get access to these things because I am all about empowering women. I'm all about um, making sure that women win. I believe that women are powerful at our core and we just got to exercise that muscle. And, and I think this is a way for them to do that. So how can they um, get in contact with you or get your book um, and access to the PDFs? Uh, well, thank you so much um, for, for the kind words. It has been uh, an honor to, to write the book and to be here with you today. And, and all the press has just been so wonderful. Um, my website is Um, Under the section book, there are the downloadables there. They'll make a lot more sense if you have the book. Um, the book is on Amazon. It's doing so well as bestseller in like 48 hours, which made me so excited. Um, and I have um, another company as well called Workwell, um, but most of my information is on my website, jennabiscontinue.com. And I truly believe that um, I really enjoy partnering with people on, on this work, right? So if you go to my Instagram, my phone number is there. Um, I get texts that, well, okay, well, this happened and, and now what do I do? Or did I do this wrong? You know, I think that um, while I don't need to be texting for free all day, every day, uh, I really have yeah. enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed, well, and I'm a coach too. So people yeah. are like, okay, how do I do this? Like, here's my money, help me. Um, like, okay. And so uh, my, my phone number is on there um, and I'm at Gianna Biscontini on Instagram as well. I actually uh, got put in Instagram jail during this whole process which is a whole other thing. So now I'm considered digital minimalism. That was a whole other piece of clarity that I got. Um, <laughs> talk for another time. But um, yeah, I love when people reach out to me via text. Awesome. And we'll make sure that all of her links are in the show notes. So make sure, because her name is spelt. Um, it's it's easy to say, but it, it's spelt... <laughs> it's felt a little different. So I want to make sure that you have all of her links. So just check out um, the show notes. So again, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your gifts with all of us and with my viewers and my listeners. Um, we're so appreciative that you took the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. You're welcome. All right, everybody. So that is an, another amazing episode of the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. Now you heard both of us talking about this whole concept of inside out. Well, when we're talking, when I'm talking about inside out, I'm talking about your personal brand. What does that look like? How, who are you? How are you showing up in the world? I believe that women need to build their bankable personal brands. And that's whether you're an entrepreneur or you are in the corporate world. So especially if you're an attorney, speaker, coach, expert, consultant, I am talking to you. I want to make sure that you get your branding house in order. So reach out to me. You can go to ladieswholeverage.com, join our Facebook group, Ladies Who Leverage, Ladies Who Leverage Global Network on Facebook. We're doing some amazing trainings in there all around um, branding and building your personal brand. And you can reach out to me on social media. All right, so make sure Mondays, 9 a.m., our new episodes drop. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode and check out the show notes so you can get Jonna's book and her downloadable PDF, which is 
gold. All right, y'all have an amazing day. And like I say, go unleash your badassery and live life unapologetically AF. Take care. Thank you for joining us. This podcast has been brought to you by Lady Lawyer Media. Make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you are a female entrepreneur or business owner, and you're looking for a safe, supportive ecosystem to create and share ideas and information, build a thriving business and live life unapologetically AF, then I'd invite you to apply to Lady 2 Leverage. We're an exclusive community of badass female entrepreneurs. So if that sounds like you, go to www.lwlcollab.com. That's L-W-L-C-O-L-L-A-B as in boy, dot com, so that you can apply to join us in our amazing badass network. And until then, I want you to unleash your badassery and live life unapologetically AF. Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you. Speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S group.com. Let's go get your money.